Hello, everyone. It's Bob Turner again with our uh, episode four of our podcast. We're calling it uh, Ordinary People Doing Extraordinary Things. And I'm sitting here with an extraordinary guy. He's a friend of mine. His name is Jamie Logan. Jamie is an Army veteran, father, a husband, a triathlete, a swimmer, a surfer, a runner, uh, goddamn good sales guy at work, uh, bodybuilder. He and his wife, Nikki, are uh, staples at Foley's Fitness Center over in Scarborough. They're there about every day. I lives in, in Biddeford. What, dog and a couple of cats? One cat and one dog. Yep. Jamie's a flamboyant guy, if you haven't picked up on that already. Uh, he can wear some things that if I threw on, I'd probably, probably have to fight my way out of some places. But uh, he's always looking good. He's a shop-dressed man. Uh, he's a 21-year employee of, of uh, Wright Express. And uh, I just thought he'd be an, an interesting guy to have on the show uh, and talk about, uh, particularly because in 2018, Jamie was diagnosed with Parkinson's disease. And I wanted to talk about how that's uh, changed his life and, and more importantly, how, how it hasn't changed his life and how he continues to just grind it out day in and day out. He's been an inspiration to me and I know he's been an inspiration to many people. So um, welcome. Thanks for coming. Thanks Absolutely. for being on. Appreciate it. Take a minute and tell us a little bit about yourself. Oh boy, that's an open-ended question. Um, you know, <laughs> kind of after the great introduction, I mean, that's kind of where it all starts. Um, got diagnosed with Parkinson's, and obviously that was a, a big kick right below the belt when I found that out. But uh, you know, the signs and symptoms were kind of coming along, you know, years beforehand. So I kind of had something. I knew something was going on. And uh, what were the first indicators? Uh, the first thing was really my foot was dragging. So when I would walk, like my left foot would drag across the floor and then I started having problems with uh, work being able to type where my uh, last two fingers weren't really hitting the buttons or like if I would type an A, 15 A's would show up. Yeah. And so initially I thought, geez, you know, with the weightlifting, the swimming and, you know, the being an athlete for my whole life, I just figured it was like a pinched nerve or something was going on. And what really was the thing that the biggest catalyst for me to go to the doctor to get checked out is we actually went dancing. And one thing you forgot is I'm an excellent dancer. So we, right, we, I did leave that. So we went There's probably a at, few other things too, but yeah. we'll get to them. <laughs> so we went dancing at Bubba's and my feet weren't moving. And I, I looked at Nikki and I said, something's wrong. Like I've done this dance move millions of times and my body just was not working. So literally that was a Saturday night, called the doctor on, on Monday, went in and that was the start of the rest of part two of my life, I guess, pre Parkinson's diagnosis and then where we're at now. That night at Bubba's, that wasn't the night they asked me to leave early, was it? I don't believe so. <laughs> well, good. It could have been, but I, I don't believe so. <laughs> I think there's still a picture of me hanging up down there. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that had to be had to be tough. I mean, you were 45 at the time, 43? Uh, yeah, I'm 46 now, and I think it was like four years ago. So I was 42, 43, so certainly way on the early early onset Parkinson's spectrum, you know, I mean, typically when I go to the neurologist, I mean, the people are in their 60s, 70s or older. So I go rolling in there and, you know, it's, it's not a common disease for people at my age to have. No, it isn't. It's a, and Parkinson's is something that's touched my family. My grandmother um, had it. Oh, and, I did not uh, know that. Yeah, had it. And uh, it was rough. My dad, I watched my dad struggle with keeping her home for you know, the last 20 years of her life. And uh, she, it was, I think she was 64. And I remember as a kid, I could, I could see, we went over one day and I could see her hands shaking like yeah. that. And trying to figure it out. And, uh, but yeah, it, it's, it's not pretty, it's not fun. And uh, 
it's hard, hard to watch, you know. And uh, when I heard that, that you had been diagnosed, it was, it was kind of a gut punch. And but then I still saw you at the gym. And then I saw you still, and I'm like, well, what do you think? The guy's going to just stop living? No. You know, and um, then I, but then I heard you, you know, you made a post and you sold your motorcycle. Uh, yeah. You know, and, uh, and I, you know, so it's been kind of a, I've seen you do a lot of really good things and kind of stay with it and keep good perspective. But then there's been some times where you've probably had some real lows. Yeah, I mean, to coin from one of my favorite movies, Shawshank Redemption, I mean, get busy living or get busy dying. I mean, I, I, I really just, I had some pretty down times when it first happened because, you know, you're really stripping away a lot of the stuff that you love to do. I mean, like Bob was saying, I mean, I used to do triathlons, but, you know, with this, just not going to happen. Had a motorcycle. You know, we would go riding and I had it. I finally got one after wanting one for a long time, rode a couple of years, then got diagnosed, rode, I think one more season. And then was it last year? Basically took the bike out and, and got off and told Nikki, I said, I gotta get rid of this thing. Cause either I'm gonna kill myself or I'm gonna kill us or you're gonna get hurt. I'm not gonna get hurt. And then I'll never be able to live, it, my, live with myself if, if I was an idiot knowing that I had this disease and that I have problems and then, you know, didn't get rid of the motorcycle. So that was tough. The one, the one good part though, is I actually did get to do my last ride with my father who's had a motorcycle since he was 15. So that was actually kind of bittersweet, but yeah, I had to get rid of that. I had to stop doing the triathlons. Um, so there's a lot of stuff that I've had to, you know, still driving. I can still drive. And it's funny. We actually have a WRX, which is a standard, um, which is, is probably good and bad because it, it, at least if it you know, allows me to continue to use my foot and to you know, continue to use my body, which is really important in this disease. But there are times where you know, my foot's just not working and yeah. I have a foot brace that I have to wear, an AFO brace, which makes it difficult too. So I've just had to change and modify a lot of the different things that I used to do and, and find ways to get around them and to try and continue to do as many or as things as I used to do. But just finding different ways to do them now. So you're, you're four years into it or so. And, yeah, about and from, that. from what I remember about the disease, my grandmother had it, was it that you don't, you don't stop it, that you can slow it down. And is that really, is that still the case? Are they slowing yeah. it down for you? Or do you feel like it's just having a natural progression? It's definitely got a natural progression. I, I you know, when people ask me and, and I talk about my condition, I mean, I, I say it's like a science experiment because between the meds, between my routine of the day. I mean, you, you could see me at eight o'clock Monday and I'm doing all right. And then eight o'clock on Tuesday and I'm doing terrible. So there's really no set schedule. There's really no set good day, bad day. It, it, it's really up and down on a day to day basis, but the progression doesn't stop. I mean, I've definitely realized that there's a lot of things that are much worse now than they were before. My balance has gotten extremely bad. You know, poor Nikki has to catch me every now and again because, you know, if I'm standing there, I'll start falling backwards or have to grab the wall and, um, you know, sleeping's terrible. Uh, you know, I have to take edibles at night because otherwise I just can't sleep. So there's a lot of, a lot of different stuff that's, that's part of it. I mean, it really affects kind of every aspect of my life between sleeping, walking, my memory, talking, all of it. So you're, <clears throat> that's rough. Um... So every day is an adventure. It literally is. I mean, you know, if, if we go out and do something for the day, I mean, I, I may the next day, if it's on a weekend, I, I may fall asleep and take a three or four hour nap. Pay for it. I, right. So, I, you know, I feel bad for her, but, 
you know, I mean, it's just, if I need rest, I need rest. I, the other thing I'll tell people is like, I have a set amount of energy before when I didn't have Parkinson's, I could continue to go and go and go and push and stay up for, you know, all day, all night, and then get up and go do whatever. Where now it's like, I, I have to rest and just part of my, part of my day to day. How, <clears throat> how has it affected work? I said, you know, you mentioned typing and things that, yeah. what kind of modifications have you had to make and how has it affected your performance, if at all? Yeah, funny thing is, is I mean, I, my performance has been great. I mean, I've actually been the top revenue producer the last three years, but I mean, it comes at a price. I mean, when work is done, I'm cashed out. I'm ready to go to bed. Um, as far as, you know, things that I've had to do to be able to continue to do my job, I had to get talk to type software, which okay. basically equates to, I have to turn a microphone on and then I can speak into my, my computer and then it will type out what I say, good and bad, because of course, you know, when I look at the thing and it's saying a bunch of swear words or other things that I didn't want it to <laughs> you say. Go I'm back like, and fix it. Yeah, better backspace that and not send that out because that's going to get me in trouble. But it's been a godsend. I mean, my work's been very, you know, they've been very good about it. I mean, when I've had to get different stuff or a stand-up station, they had no problems with doing that. But it does make it a lot more difficult because my left hand, I just literally can't type with it, really. Yeah. So it's, you know, if, if I'm trying to, you know, be quick and speedy about doing stuff, it's never that. It's, it takes me much longer. Yeah. And this, the, I just read yesterday that both of you guys are actually among like top performers and award winners at, at WEX in your roles. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. We uh, both won the Apex Award, which is a 125% of plan. I actually won top revenue in the company for... The, the sales that I do. And then I was also nominated for the Pinnacle Award, which is like the highest award that the company gives for salespeople. So, you know, I, it, it's good and it's bad because, you know, if people aren't performing, it's kind of like, oh, geez, you know, what the hell are you doing? I mean, I, I can only type one handed and, you know, I have all these problems and it's, you know, it's like, but. Perspective. Perspective, yeah. Your perspective is amazing. Um, and that's, it's inspirational. Uh, I, I don't know what to say other than that. Um, do you have days where you're just angry? Um, I'd be lying if I said I didn't. Um, you know, I have a great support system. I mean, Nikki's been amazing through all of this. I mean, I have great friends and stuff, but you know, yeah, it, it's tough. I mean, you know, if, if I were to take a snapshot of myself five or 10 years ago and then look at myself now, it's funny because, you know, people would be like, well, geez, you know, if you looked at me, you'd never know it. But if you watch me walk or, you know, if you're around me enough, you know, you obviously know something's going on. A friend of mine that I went to high school with, I hadn't seen him in years and we went to dinner and I left to go to the bathroom and he said to her, he was like, Jesus, something matter, you know, because he yeah. didn't know because just my motions <clears throat> and stuff are really slow. So people know, I mean, when I changed gyms from Worlds to Foley's, people from Worlds came to Foley's and a couple of people actually stopped me and asked me, they're like, is, is everything all right? Because they could right. clearly see that there was something wrong. I mean, physically I look the same, but just my normal motions and stuff and walking is, is not the same. What about cognitively? Oh, it's a, yeah, it's, it's not good. I mean, ultimately I'll say, you know, there's literally not one piece of this, of, of me that this disease doesn't touch. I mean, there'll be times where I'll be talking and then I'll just stop because literally I just can't think of what I was trying to say. And plus, you know, my voice, I don't have the same projection because, you know, my, my voice gets tired. I mean, it's just, it's literally just right down the list of everything. So it's, it's, <clears throat> yeah, like you said, 
Across the board effects. Across it's the not board. one thing it doesn't affect. No. What kind of treatment, if any, you know, do you go to PT or is it all meds and, and just kind of go yeah. through life? Um, well, that's, yeah, I mean, it's a good question. And I mean, so I'll run through a, a little bit of it. So I had to have three cortisone shots in my shoulder because I've had problems with that and had, you know, a frozen shoulder. I've had to have one in my elbow because of it. I had to get an AFO for my foot because my knee's hyperextending. So then I had to go to PT to learn how to walk with that, with a, with a brace which was obviously fun. Um, but as far as any other PT, I mean, I've been to, to PT to learn how to type better, you know, do buttons. I mean, people probably really take for granted, you know, the, the minute things like even me just trying to reach into my pocket to grab my cell phone can be a, a problem. And I will say, you know, the perspective that I have is, is this really is that I always know that there's people that have it way worse than me. So, I mean, I, I, I think of it like them and perfect example is when I had got my AFO brace and was in physical therapy for that, there was a guy that had just had his leg amputated. So, you know, he's in there, you know, trying to get his leg adjusted and, you know, fitting his, his prosthetic. And I mean, I'm looking at this guy going, well, Jesus, I mean, I've got a shitty, but this guy's missing a leg. So, I mean, I'm sure his day is probably a little bit worse than mine. Yeah. <clears throat> Again, perspective. Um, getting back to work, um, are you, I know with, with COVID and everything, how did, how did dealing with this and COVID affect you? And are you, are you in the office or are you home? And if you're home, would you be going back or? We've been at home for two years in March. Um, I don't know that we'll go back. I mean, I don't, I, they, they really haven't said one way or the other if we're going to have to. I mean, I think they're kind of leaving it up in the air for now. I mean, it's nice to work from home because, you know, I've got the creature comforts of home and it's just comfortable. I mean, I guess the biggest thing for my day-to-day -day is a set schedule. Like if I get off my schedule, it throws my meds off, it throws my meals off, it just throws everything off. So, you know, being home is kind of nice that I can have, you know, what I need right there all the time. But you're not just sitting home. I mean, you're at the gym at, I see your oh, post, no. you're at the gym at 5, 6 in the no, morning. No, 4.15, Four. that alarm goes off, and then 25 snoozes later at, <laughs> you know, 5 o'clock or 4.45, we, we get up. Yeah, I mean, I've always loved working out. I mean, I used to actually be overweight, so I lost 40 pounds, and then I bulked up doing heavy lifting to like 230, and was you know you know much right. stronger. And then I would cut down to do triathlons, and then so you know now I'm kind of like staying status quo. But yeah, we get up and go to the gym every day. If I don't get up, it's funny because if I don't get up to go to the gym, I get sleep, but then my body is so off that it's actually right. worse for me not to work out. And you're going every day. Yeah, we try and go six days a week. I mean, we, yeah. we do take Sundays off and sometimes we do go. It just all depends. Yeah. Well, maybe just go a little later in the day. Yeah, or a little later and, you know, just, you know, get a quick session in, whether it's cardio, you know, cardio or just sometimes I'll stretch. I mean, I've just come to be more of like an intuitive work, you know, gym guy now where I'm not really counting reps or sets. I mean, I just kind of go and once my body shuts off, because it's literally like a light switch. I mean, I could be lifting fine and then all of a sudden I'm just, it, my energy level's just gone. So I'm like, oh, that's it for me. I saw one video of you just sitting down on a box and standing up. Yeah, I had to do that. That was part of uh, learning how to use this brace because, I mean, I would show you, but it's on my foot. So I'll just... Yeah. So basically... Check the kicks though. Yeah. So basically what it is, is, is when I walk, my foot doesn't lift up. So when I walk, it just slams down into my knee. Drop foot. Yeah, drop foot. 
So I basically had to learn how to, to maneuver and walk with it. So one of the exercises they were having me do was to literally sit on a box and just stand up because, you know, with your balance being off and you're, you know, having this disease, I mean, you really have to kind of protect yourself to make sure that you're not putting yourself in bad spots. So, right. yeah, I mean, that day I just was literally sitting down and standing up on a box and that was part of my workout. Have you gotten hurt? Have you gone down and gotten hurt? I actually have. Um, yeah. So one night we were at home and I um, stood up, passed out, yeah. fell back, hit my head, got knocked unconscious, broke my thumb. Um, just, yeah, yeah, didn't even know what happened. And she, you know, she heard me and I, I heard the big thud and then she came running out. And yeah, other than that, I mean, I haven't really gotten hurt yet because I mean, I'm probably more overcautious than anything because I just know how bad my balance is that, you know, I wouldn't dare do some of the stuff that I would do before because I just know right. it's going to be a bad situation. Yeah. Well, talk to me about <clears throat> just your general outlook on life going forward. And, you know, are there things that you're doing today? Uh, like you said, get busy living or get busy dying, right? Are, are you are you fast tracking some things or pulling some things forward? Like, you know, hey, I, you know, I, I might like to go see the Grand Canyon someday. I've never done that. But are you saying, hey, I'm going to do that now because I may not be able to enjoy that later? Yeah, I mean, I haven't really started to do that too much as of yet, but I mean, I'd be lying if I said it's not in the back of my mind. I mean, I, you know, I, I keep saying to Nikki, I'm like, you know, I just want to make sure that, you know, we're taken care of because I don't know, I, I know for a fact that I'm not going to be able to work till I'm 65 or whatever most normal people do. So, you know, I'm just really concerned with making sure that I don't leave us in a lurch because, you know, if, if I'm 46 now and I'm already having the issues I'm having at work, I mean, it's... Right. It, it's coming. I, you know, that, that I think that's probably one part of this disease and one part of my life that's the hardest to, to digest, to comprehend and to, to really grasp is I have no idea what's going to happen, when it's going to happen. It's kind of like you driving in a car and you're worried about getting hit by another car. Like, I don't know if I've got two years, five years, 10 years. I mean, I could go from being how I am now to five years from now, having dementia and being homebound. I mean, there's right. just no way to know. And the doctors can't <clears throat> tell you because there's no timetable. There's no, I mean, that's the biggest mental mind F of the whole thing. Truly. Right. Yeah. And there's no answer to it. And everybody's uh, rate of progression is different. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I go to the neurologist every three months. So, I mean, I'm in there four times a year and, you know, he runs me through the test. And it's funny because if I'm in there and my meds are, are, are on, yeah. I look like a champ. Right. And then I go home and I'm all effed up and I can't move. And it's like, well, Jesus, I just was in there. And I looked great. And he's like, oh, you know, you're moving great. And it's like, you know, you know, for Nikki, she sees me all the time. So she sees me at my best and sees me at my worst. Like for people that don't see me all the time, they may see me and be like, oh, you know, you look like you're doing great. But then they're not going to see me when I get up in the morning and I'm doing the Frank Frankenstein shuffle because right. my feet aren't working. And then yeah. I had to get a cordless toothbrush or electric toothbrush because my hand just literally won't I, yeah. I you know wasn't able to brush my teeth anymore which sounds juvenile but I mean that's just reality well you're just making modifications and accommodations and you know I I have to wonder I mean you you came into this so it came into it came down with it and diagnosed with it at a time in your life where you're pretty healthy I mean like yeah. I guess my question is like what would this look like if you were 350 pounds and smoked and drank and, you know, I, you know, I wonder what kind of. Yeah, I mean, it, there's no there's no question that, you know, if you have this and you let it take you over and consume you, 
it's it's very ugly yeah i mean if, if if i didn't have the you know like i said if i didn't have nikki and and, and people around me that, that kept me motivated and, and just my my myself keeping myself motivated i i could see where people could really go down some dark dangerous places and, and really yeah. just kind of give up because i'll be honest the only time that i feel good is when i'm asleep wow i mean like right now my leg is shaking yeah i mean i i you know i mean i drive in the car and my leg falls asleep i mean yeah. it's you know it's it, it's it's not good it's not a pleasant thing i mean i wouldn't wish this on <laughs> i wouldn't wish this on anybody i mean right. i don't care if the, you know how, how much i don't dislike them I mean, it's just an right. ugly disease it's just wouldn't wish it on your worst enemy no, because it's it it's it encapsulates every part of my life. I mean, there's nothing that that this doesn't affect, yeah. which is the crazy part of it. I mean, if you know you certain symptoms and diseases that people have, it may only affect one thing. But I mean, I could just run down the list of of everything that it, that it affects. And it, right, and I mean, it's it's not cancer, but hey, some cancers you can beat. Right, right. Yeah, this, this thing's not going anywhere. It's not going away, and you're learning to live with it. And accommodate it you got to recognize that it's there and every day is a new adventure yeah so you mentioned nikki um let's she's here let's let's grab her and bring her in for a minute and uh talk a little bit about that slide over just a little bit if you can jamie bring nick in Hi. so this is Hi. nikki Hi. and uh this is the this is the better half yes the more attractive <laughs> half not right now you way out kicked your coverage too by the yes. way <laughs> So welcome, thanks for, for coming on. And uh, as we said, um, you guys have been together about five years and he's had this four years. I mean, mm -hmm. how did that land on you? And you know, how did, how did you feel when, when that came down and, and oh my God, here we go. And that's, that's a lot. Um, I mean, the first thing for me was being there for him, but the biggest thing was his kids to me right. because they are like his, his everything. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, when this was diagnosed, that was a really hard thing for him to tell them. Um, for me, I love him through thick and thin, so I'm just going to be by his side no matter right. what. Right, clearly. It yeah. doesn't really matter to me what. Well, happened. yeah, I mean, he's lucky to have you. I follow you guys on social media, and it's, it's, it's is it Fit IT Couple? Fit underscore yeah, I think IT fit underscore it. it underscore couple. Yeah. We'll put it in the notes, but you guys are you guys are a fun follow, as the, as the kids yeah. say. But um, you know, you you're part of this, and you're keeping him going. And you know, are there days when he needs a kick in the ass, and are you delivering that? Is, um, it, is there a tough balance with the tough love and the compassion and empathy? I mean, he is way more positive than I could ever imagine. He actually kicks me in the ass every day. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, just like he doesn't let anything get him down. So that's a huge thing. Um, I mean, he's very positive. He has a schedule, as he's mentioned a few times. Yep. So if he's not throwing that off, then I feel guilty because he's not feeling well. He has work. He doesn't feel comfortable. Um, and I mean, for me, it's just making sure we follow that. And if we do, then he's good. Um, I mean, I don't really, I mean, I am a few years younger than him. So there are a few things I'd like to go out and do. <laughs> But, I mean, in the long run, am I missing going out to, to dinners and bars with my friends? Yeah. But am I with the person I love and that needs me? 100,000% more important to me than any of that. It's, you know, it's weird. It sounds like he's, he's doing as much for you as you are for him. Oh, yeah. absolutely. And we, still, and we still do go and dance. But the problem is, is I'm kind of just doing the, 
stand there or I'm like. I saw you dancing in the um, Super Bowl, Bowl halftime show. Yeah, I, 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 I popped up, but uh, yeah, can't can't stay out till one o'clock anymore. So it's like, hey, let's okay. go from like nine okay. to eleven or nine to ten thirty, and then you know, just my body tells me when it's time to go, and that's right. Like, that's it. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Well, I, I'll give you both credit, and uh, you know, from your chair that. You know, uh, if the relationship wasn't as strong as it probably was, some people probably wouldn't sign up for that, you know, and, and wouldn't hang around. I mean, to be blunt, um, kudos to you. And, and it's, it's nice to see that, you know, the relationship is going to outlast this, clearly. Oh, definitely. I mean, the, I know he mentioned a fall earlier, and that was probably the scariest thing for me because his son Noah was living with us at the time, and Noah hadn't really seen anything really yeah. bad. Yeah, tough. And like, the change in his eyes, it, it broke me. Yeah. Because that child, you were everything to him. And it just like finally hit him and it killed me. How has it gone with, with the kids? You have four kids yeah. and all grown up. And, you know, how, how has that gone with them? And I'm sure each one of them probably has digested it a little bit differently. See dad struggling. Yeah, I mean, it, I'm sure it's tough. I mean, it, you know, it's, it's one of those things that if you're not around it all the time, I mean, it's, it's easy to probably... Yeah. You know take it and just put it in its place but you know it's when you when you you know for her or myself i mean living with it every day and all day it, it's it's just different you know because even like my dad i mean i see him quite a bit but i mean th there's no way for somebody who doesn't see you on a day-to-day -day basis to realize like what it's really like you know so i i just you know it's one of those things where you know you just hope that you you can you know love them and, and do as much as you can while you can and then you know, it's obviously going to, at some point, not be the case. Right. Are you, do you reach out to, are there any support groups or are there anything that you do within the, the Parkinson's community, if you will, uh, that, that help you or that, um, uh, that you've kind of grabbed onto, or are you just rolling on the, on your own on this thing? I'm just, uh, rocking it till the wheels fall off at this point is what I say. I mean, I, you know, I mean, I just, yeah, it, got, it's tough because, some I mean, perspective. I you know, mo most money. of the people that have this disease are, you know, like we've said, are 20 and 30 years older than I am. So it's, it's, it's a hard perspective to, you know, to have somebody that's my age that, you know, is an athlete that's, you know, doing triathlons and stuff to all of a sudden have this where, you know, it's just a different perspective. Well, somebody that, that comes down with it at, you know, mid-60s or something might, it, at least they've got 60, 65 years behind them, right? right. They're, they're in theoretically in the last third of their life. You got it and just kind of starting the second half of your life. Right. And so that's, that's, that's not, not fair, really not no. fair, you know? No. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, for me personally, I'm that person that's like researching everything that could, right. you know, fix, like he could never know. You yeah. Know? And of course it's probably irritating to him. Cause I'm like, Nope, they're going to, they're going to fix it. You're going to be fine. So like, I'm like probably in the denial aspect of it, even though I know it's there. But it's just like if I crack, it'll be worse for him. So you gotta stay strong for your Yeah, partner. I mean I'm I'm hopeful that, that something will happen, but you know, I, I just gotta be realistic in the fact that I can't build it up too much because if it doesn't happen then that's gonna be crushing to myself. Like if I think that down the line, you know, boy, I just got five more years and then this thing's gone. Where realistically right, you can muscle through it or grind it out. Yeah, where realistically <clears throat> I mean I, I've just gotta go into it, you know hoping for the best, but expect the worst. I mean, you were in the military, right? In the yeah. army. So I'm, I'm sure that, I mean, you're no stranger to getting through tough stuff. No, you know? no. And it's funny, my, my army life was, I was a human research volunteer. 
so I sat in cold water and cold ice chambers and tested stuff and drank solutions and did all kinds of crazy, crazy stuff. Jesus. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it was, it was an experience. Yep. What's a, you know, it's kind of a cliche question, but do you, is there, I mean, you know, you have a, a routine. What's a typical day? You guys are up, you go into the gym, you come back, you work. Talk to me about that. Yeah. So basically it starts with a hitting the snooze button, as I said, 20 to 30 times, not really that many times, but <laughs> I can you know, understand it. Yeah. So get up, you know, take my first set of meds, um, you know, get our stuff ready for the gym, go to the gym, usually work out probably an hour or so, come home, take more meds, have some cannabis to get me through. And then, you know, we work, um, you know, basically have the same set eating schedule. I mean, every day, and then, you know, whatever we do at night and then bed early because we got to get up the next day. And you're eating clean. You must be eating clean. Eating clean, yeah. No, we're on Foley's, Foley's fitness diet plan. So, yep. no, I mean, it's, you know, I've been doing that for a while, not necessarily through him, but trying to eat, eat clean. Because one of the other things about this is like my appetite's just literally not there. So, right. you know, and plus the other part to that too is that, you know, for most people that work out, you know, the big thing is eating protein. Well, if I eat protein, then that, negate some of the effects of my meds so yeah it, it, it's just a yeah all over the place all over the place so if i eat a huge protein meal and i take my meds near that meal the meds aren't working as well so yeah. well um i appreciate you sitting down just taking some time to do this oh, absolutely uh, when i when i started this podcast i i said to mitchell behind the camera i said i'm going to find 52 people that I think are extraordinary and you were like one of the first two or three people that came to my mind and, it, and one might say well it must be somebody that's done a bunch of marathons it must be somebody that's you know that has all these athletic accomplishments it's quite the opposite really because what you're doing every day far outweighs any anything that that I've seen from anybody athletically or just in life and uh, to be able to have the attitude that you have um, is inspiring to me um, I just it's it's just amazing um, what would you say to somebody that's watching this that um, is struggling with something, whether it just be in life or whether they're struggling with an illness um, and, and having a hard time putting one foot in front of the other? I mean, I think your, your attitude and your mind can be your best friend and your worst enemy. If you let certain thoughts overcome you and succumb to negative thoughts and negative processing and, and putting yourself in bad positions, I mean, that really is, can be a huge detriment to you. I mean, I, I try and take every day and make it as good as I possibly can. Because like I said, I know for a fact that there are people that have life way worse than I do. I mean, I have a great wife. I have a very good job. I have a great family. I, I still have my mental capabilities as much as possible. And, and you know, I, I have a set amount of things that I can do and, and I'm going to do those. And yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, there's, there's been a couple people. We've only, this is only our fourth one. And there's been a couple people so far that I'd like to have back on it, you know, to wrap up the year too. And I, and I hope you, that we can sit down oh, and do absolutely. this again. Um, it's been amazing. It's been, you know, eye opening, uh, tough. I mean, it's, you know, I went over some of these questions with you before we sat down and I said, is there anything that you don't want me to ask? And you said, I don't let it rip. So yeah, I'm pretty much an open book. I mean, I, I, I look at it like, I mean, this is my life. And I mean, you know, I'm sure that there's people out there that are struggling with similar things or, or, you know, maybe have a relative and don't know how to act towards them and stuff. And it's like, I think a lot of people will ask her questions 
about me instead yeah. of just asking me and I have no problem. I mean, I, I'm the one that lives it. I mean, I, you know, it's, it's not like I did anything to get this. It just happened. And, you know, if, if I can help people and motivate people, I mean, I, th I just think people are capable of a lot more than they probably give themselves credit for. And, you know, even just getting out of bed and going to the gym is a chore. Right. So it's like, you know, just getting there is half the battle. I mean, you know, for people that aren't in shape or, you know, want to start losing weight or, you know, get in shape or, or whatever your, your reasoning behind it is, you can do it. You just got to do it. You know, I mean, there's a million reasons as to why people can or don't want to do stuff. But, you know, if you kind of strip some of those back and say, you know, really what's holding me back, it's probably so minuscule in the grand scheme of life that, you know, it, when you talk to other people or, you know, you see these people that were in the Gulf War or whatever that are missing both arms and legs and they're still amputated and, you know, have prosthetics and they're still, you know, kicking ass. I mean, it's like, look at that guy. Right. Why yeah. can't I do that? I have, you know, both my arms, my legs, I'm, I'm healthy and I'm still choosing not to do something that I'm, I'm wanting to do. For capable of doing. Whatever yeah. reason. Right. You know, take away the obstacles for why you think you can't do something and just do it. I alluded to, uh, you know, doing some things that you may not be able to do later. Is there a bucket list item that you might check off sometime in the next couple of years? I mean, the problem is, is physically, I mean, all of those things are probably already gone. Yeah. I mean, you know, but I haven't really come up with anything as of yet. I'm sure there's some stuff on the list. I Maybe mean, Nikki can come up with something. Yeah. So. You know, it's just, it's just, you know, traveling. It's it, tough. Yeah. It's yeah. just tough. Cause you, you know, I, I think that we, you know, try and do everything that we want to do now. I mean, as far as the big bucket item list, haven't really come up with anything yep. yet. Yep. Anything from you? I'll give you a lot of credit. You know, I mean, he's you're, he's the main, he does it all himself. Um, I just am his little cheer, cheerleader, but yeah. I mean, for me, I mean, he has a grandbaby coming. So I think for him spending that quality time. Your grandfather, with, boy or a girl? Girl. Nice. So I think that's major. Yep. I mean, I'm a huge believer in family. So yep. for me, that's a massive, massive thing. Yep. Talk. There he is. He had to make an appearance. <laughs> of course. Might as well get him in the mix. Yeah. <laughs> no, just for me, it's just spending time with family and being with our, I have an amazing group of friends that love and adore him so much and they always check in and make sure he's okay my one of my best friends chelsea is an occupational therapist so she just kind of takes the mama roles a lot right. of the time um all my friends are so supportive every day and i appreciate them for loving him as much as they do and his friends are great but for me the bucket list is just family spending time with friends doing things we want to do and you know this is a marriage that i've wanted my entire life so i finally have it so that's really all that matters to me is being with him that's right well good for you you guys are awesome. Thanks for coming. Um, no, we appreciate it. It's but, uh, a great you know, forum to, you know, get a story out there. And, you know, if it can touch a couple people, that's, you know, it's important. Yeah, that's kind of what I thought. And it's kind of what I set out to do. Um, you know, I've done some coaching and done, set, you know, always seem to be that kind of guy that's out gathering people and saying, hey, let's do this. And this just kind of spoke to me and said, I, you know, I kind of just got to do this. And I, it started with Mitchell and I doing videos and and he came in one day, we've said this before, but he came in one day and I said, we're doing a podcast. So, and uh, so. Yeah. Ready, uh, go. Yeah, here we go. So um, that's kind of the way I've dove into a lot of things, dive, dove into a lot of things in life and, and it always usually works out. So, and, and then that there being, uh, doing that right there led to this. Yeah. So it's all, you just, sometimes you don't know where you're headed with things and you just do it and uh, you just jump 
and uh, I'm glad we did. So thanks for coming. Thank you guys for, for listening. Uh, we'll put some, some notes uh, in the, uh, in the, in the uh, bio, the write-up, the copy, whatever. Mitchell's trying to tell me what to say. I don't really know. I'll put some notes in, and uh, you can follow these guys on on Instagram, mostly Instagram, I think. Yes, uh, they're fun. They're at the gym every day. You can you can pull some motivation from them. I do. I'm like, I ought to go to the gym today, but shit, there's Jamie. He's at the gym already. <laughs> <laughs> Drive over and still miss him. So, um, but anyway, thanks for listening. Thanks for checking this out. Um, and uh, I want I just thank you guys again, and, and we'll follow your journey. And uh, no, we appreciate stay in it. touch. No, All right, thank you. thank you, thank you. Appreciate it. Take care.